Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Coming up in this edition of TV Black Box, 10 loses a bigwig in the latest round of redundancies. A senior TV lawyer faces an official complaint over their actions. And just what is Hubble and will it change the way you watch TV? Welcome to the podcast where people in the industry get their news recorded live in front of a streaming audience. This is TV Black Box. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is TV Black Box, bringing you the inside goss from the TV industry. Well, hello there. It's Rob McKnight here for a brand new edition of TV Black Box. And yes, we're doing it live across the interwebs. We're streaming live. And of course, I'm streaming with this man, David Robbo Robinson. (laughs) Robbo, are we doing the Ben Robin Robbo show again or has something gone terribly wrong? (laughs) <laughs> well, I think something has gone terribly right. But the thing is, you know, when you're getting ready to be on camera, you notice things that are a little bit different. And I yes. had to go and actually give my eyebrows a trim. I, 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 you know, I put some makeup on and then realized that I had like Santa or John Howard eyebrows and had to trim them. So that's great to be back on camera. Morning, everyone. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, the viewers Sorry. advocate Steve Mulk is with us. G'day, Mulkey. Hello, Rob, Robbo, and hello everyone watching and listening. It's great to have you on board. I'm recording on the land of the dark and junk people tonight, and I pay my respects to their elders past and present. Look at this. This is technology, friends. It's almost something that you guys did four years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with a lot more fancy equipment, to be honest, but uh, it's much easier to do it this way. <laughs> um, Mulk. What's great about this is I can already see it happening. People are yep. sending us messages via YouTube and Facebook. So let's be clear on this. If you want to watch the recording of this or join us live next week uh, yes. at the same time, which is 8 o'clock Sydney and Melbourne time, 7 o'clock uh, in Queensland and then all the other time zones. Don't make Rob do math, friends. Uh, no. You go to TV Black Boxes. YouTube page and the Facebook page, but how do you contact us if you want to take part in the discussion? It's really simple. You go to either of the live streaming options that's happening for the show, as a whole bunch of of people doing right now, like Kat, Team Mulk, thanks very much, Um, and we can include you when you write your comment and post it. Why why are we doing teams? I I see Radio Notes has done Team Robbo. There are no Team Robs. No, all and that's probably myself. a fair thing. And, and a big hello to all of the people that are watching. There is a bunch of them. Uh, we're glad that you're here. Yes, it's on, uh, just a quick clarification, Kat's asked, is it on Facebook too? Yes, it's on the TV Black Box Facebook page and right. on our YouTube channel. So either way, you, you're watching the, the same broadcast in both places. It's great to have Brett along. He's saying hi. It's great to have us uh, live. You so, know what? Welcome. I'm not interested in the social media until I see a hashtag Team Rob. So, oh, God. Uh... <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, the pandering has begun. <laughs> Thank you, Dylan. Dylan, great to see Team Rob. This is outrageous. All right. Let's, let we, look, we do want the social media feedback, but we're not getting caught up in it because I'm not sure that's a great experience for the people oh, listening we... on the podcast. Which you just have um, to read it all out. We can't read everything out because we have so many stories beginning with this one. And if I hit the right button, that's going to be the challenge. Around 20 not. people have been made redundant at Channel 10, including co-league Jared Villani. The job cuts were part of 800 axings at parent company Paramount Global. Now, look, it means Bev Mugabe is now the top executive for the Australian market and Robbo... I, I said in our Slack messages, uh, Slack messages, I expected a big fish to go. I have to be honest. I thought it would be Bev. I got that one wrong. But it's certainly out of the 20 people or thereabouts that went, it did have to be a big fish. It really did. But also, I, I've always been on the on the idea of why did we have two CEOs for a network? 
didn't was make it sense. really required? It made no sense at all. So we knew that one of them was going to go. Um, obviously, uh, you know, Jared is gone, and there were some that were surprised uh, in the industry. There was a lot of uh, talk in the press about that. Um, mm. it, it's an interesting decision by Paramount, but you've got to understand, how long can they keep going with the operations of Network 10 Australia um, when you're dealing with, you know, such dismal ratings? And yet um, there are still a few big fish on Level 5 in Piermont that you've got to ask yourself, well, what decisions have kept them in favour with larger management? And that's, well, that's what's mm. kind of surprising. It's an interesting one, Mark, isn't it? Robo raises a really good point because uh, without wanting to put too fine a point on it, there has been some consistency at 10. I talked the other week about the brain drain that's been mm. happening and, and the executives that have gone. Um, it had its lowest rating share last year, well behind the ABC. It also had its lowest commercial revenue share. Yeah. So there are some major problems here, but Paramount Global seems to believe Bev is the right person for the job, presumably. I think to Bev's defence, just briefly, she's the lady that's been in charge for the longest and has seen it through some pretty turbulent times. Um, I, I think it's also indicative of the fact that, that Paramount Global is itself in some turbulent times, given that we keep hearing sort of, you know, week to week, day to day, that, that Paramount is preparing itself for sale and what that means and what it could look like and what's then the future of 10 Paramount. Uh, or, yeah. you know, Paramount 10 ANZ, I can't remember the name, apologies. Uh, we were even having a conversation briefly on the TV Black Box um, Facebook uh, community Facebook group about who would buy 10 Paramount and what would that look like? And there's, look, a lot of great thought that maybe it would be news wanting to sweep in uh, and pick up that which they missed out on previously and who knows what they would do with it hypothetically, of course, if that was a and, thing. And You've got to remember that Rupert Murdoch once famously said in the 80s that um, you buy 10 because it's the worst house on the best street. Right. And he never actually bought it, but that's how he described 10 in the 80s. And then obviously Lachlan, Lachlan tried. tried to do it in the 2000s. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so maybe that, maybe it's now finally the age of the Murdochs. At, uh, at Although the a lot has happened since then. If you look at mm. uh, the share market, Warren Buffett, who was the largest shareholder in 10 Global, has dumped a whole load of shares. He's getting out. Paramount um, Global, it, yes. Yes, even, sorry, Paramount Global shares. Thank you, Mark. Um, what's interesting about that is that it, you would think now would be the time for him to hold on to the shares if there are talks of mergers and or being bought out because that would raise the share price for him to sell. But... I don't know if he believes that a sale will go through. Nothing seems to be getting traction. I keep coming back to Alan um, Byron, who is the one who's outwardly said to the press that he's put a $14 billion offer on yeah. the table. By the time, and he's also taking on the debt load, which means it gets to about $25 billion. He's uh, the owner of the Weather Channel and lots of other cable networks. He's... Net worth is seven hundred around about seven hundred and thirty-five million dollars. Yeah. Now the question is, where is that extra money coming from? He has not revealed that, and people um, are not taking his bid seriously. That's the one thing that ten employees should be hoping for, though, that that could come good because he's the only one interested in the linear um, broadcasts. So mm -hmm. he's the only one interested in the tens and the channel fives in the UK. Everyone else just wants their hands on the Paramount Global content. And that means a sell-off for 10 one way or another. I mean, the, the, the difficulty is the big money is in the Paramount content, right? The movie content as much as the TV series content through Showtime and all of the other places that they make it. Uh, and, look, we are hypothesising about both the sale and the, you know, particularly the sale of 10 in Australia, but that just where we sit. 10 also has made some programs, so it has some content, but it's really been over the, the, the budget cuts that it's faced in the past five to 10 years, really scaled down the content that it owns and has been leaning very heavily on its American owner to deliver it a, a content throughput. It's been making stuff here, but not a lot that it owns. And having Paramount Plus meant that it has been able to deliver that stuff. And I assume that that mm. falls under the 10 Paramount banner, but I mean, I also am speaking out of turn, I don't know, stuff they make for Paramount Plus here in Australia, original Australian content, is that owned by 10 Paramount or is that owned by Big Daddy Backish back in the US? 
I would imagine in the US, and which is why we've probably seen some of that content go so it can go to other streaming services. I just want to raise a quick couple of questions before we move on to the next topic. Clint yep. Tice uh, says, whoever buys Network 10, will it ever change though? It seems like the people in the powerful positions are untouchable. It certainly seems how it is, Clint. So that's a really good point. Uh, yep. Jimmy, the Oz television fan, Media History says, guys, CBS Australia after Network 10. So um, interesting thought, but CBS, Quite honestly, uh, I, I, I haven't really mentioned CBS, but that would likely go with any of these mergers or acquisitions of Paramount well, Global of Paramount as well. Family, right? Like it's just going to get sliced and diced. Correct. So it's not like we the ten brand here will be replaced by CBS because if whoever buys ten comes in and takes those linear options, ten goes, Channel Five goes, and I do think CBS would go as well. So yep. um, it's interesting to see what's happening there but look still on 10 and the federal court is side has sided with star lisa wilkinson who had filed a cross claim to force channel 10 to pick up the tab for her legal fees in the defamation trial against bruce lerriman the case didn't go well for 10 with the parent company abandoning its defense that it shouldn't pay any of her fees right at the last moment, right before the judgment was handed down. As of September last year, Wilkinson's fees had reached $700,000. That is well likely to be over $1 million by now and probably up to $2 million by the time the court case is finished. Now, look, we won't know how much of that bill will be considered reasonable by Justice Michael Lee until he delivers a verdict in the Lerriman case. And speaking of Bruce Lerriman, he's dropped a bombshell filing a complaint against 10 senior legal counsel, counsel Tasha Smithies. The Australian reports he has lodged a complaint of professional misconduct with the New South Wales legal watchdog alleging Smithies' advice to Lika Wilkinson contributed, it, contributed to the long delay in his criminal trial. This, sure, guys, is, is huge. Now, I watched this court case. I, 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 and I've got to say, Tasha Smithies, in my personal opinion, was not a good witness. Um, she was trying to be very careful. And what was the most telling part in all of this? She was being a lawyer, right? She was being a lawyer on the stand. No. No. Um, what was interesting was the fact that Justice um, Michael Lee specifically said, because it all comes down to the advice Lisa Wilkinson was given, right? So yes. basically the crux of her court case was, I wrote this speech, I took it to TEN's legal counsel, I took it to Beverly McGarvey, you all signed off on it, okay? Now, Justice Michael Lee said along the lines of, well, a first-year cadet in law would not have approved that speech. Those were his words. Mm. Now... With Lisa trying to do this cross-claim, Justice Lee and, and, in, and in the Lerriman trial itself, because he, it's possible he could find Channel 10 guilty of defamation but not Lisa Wilkinson, okay? Mm. So he wanted to know the advice, but they kept it hidden under privilege, okay? Mm. So if we didn't have this cross-claim from Lisa Wilkinson, we would actually never know what advice was actually given her, and that came out. So you've got Justice Michael Lee saying a first-year law student would not have given this advice to proceed with that speech. You've got 10, then Tasha Smith is on the stand saying that she stood by the advice, even in hindsight, even with the trial delayed, she still believes it was the right advice to give. And you could almost see Justice Michael Lee going, are you serious? And so what's interesting about this is for all of this to happen, and then, as I said, right at the last minute, 10 dropped their, de their, their defence of not having to pay any costs yep. for Lisa because they knew that the, the verdict against them was going to be pretty, pretty rough. It was really obvious to see when mm. you watched it. Yeah, <laughs> they were um, downhill from there. Yeah. So what they're now trying to do is, is get pay reasonable costs. And that's why I mentioned reasonable in the intro. So that's what it's all going to come down to. So if she spent a million dollars, it might be only be reasonable for them to pay $400,000. Now, I'm not saying yeah. that's the case, but he will look over all the fees and charges and he will make a determination. This is assuming Bruce Lerriman wins the case because if he doesn't, mm. Bruce Lerriman will have to pay all the legal fees for oh, the, cost. the cost. He's so cool. Yeah. 
so he would have to pay tens and and leases uh, costs anyway. So just before why, we, I was just, just why, before I was just, we dive in, yeah, yeah, go. I was just going to make the point. That's why Justice Michael Lee is reserving his judgment on how much of those costs will be paid by Network Ten to Lisa because he has to render his verdict on Bruce Lerman's defamation yeah. trial. There's, there's two great questions that have come in that I think will add to this conversation or allow us to tease out from it. One's come in from Dylan mm-hmm. asking, do we think Lisa will work on TV again? So holding that thought in tension. And right. then another great question coming in from Tardis 3, when 10 settles with Lisa, is there a chance she will return to the project? Robbo, you're shaking yeah. your head. No way in the world. She's not coming back. The, the, the relationship between Beverly McCarthy and Lisa Wilkinson is fractured. The relationship well, between Lisa now. Wilkinson, yeah. well, I was going to say, I was going to use that word for Lisa Wilkinson, the project. The project's not going to touch her with a 10-foot barge pole. It, it's just mm. too toxic. And we know um, that people can be very, very careful and very sensitive. It's, it's not going to happen. She's not going to return to 10. Now, people yeah. have been saying in the press that she, uh, you know, has worked across 7, 9, and 10. Peter Meekin said that she thinks that possibly the ABC is, is certainly something that she could go to. None of that's going to happen for a while. Now, now everything old happen. is new again. Hold on. Everything old is new again in television. So just because, um, you know, you were on seven of years, it, it doesn't matter. When the right project comes up and you're in the right frame of mind in the public's eye, you're going to sure. come back. But with the ABC, though, it is not going to touch her either for a very long time. Now, I like Lisa Wilkinson, but she is way too hot to put for her to put, you know, her face on any kind of TV show. And no producer would. And she's mm. not going to get a $100,000 wardrobe allowance, which was reduced to 40000 when she was taken off the project. Uh, Thoughts? But, wait, 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 wait. Thoughts and bloody Thoughts and prayers. prayers. Thoughts and prayers. Um, look, I think there was, an inter- there was an article in The Australian which was essentially a follow-up. You might remember at the end of last year, I took part in an article in The Australian along with Peter Meekin and some unsource- uh, unnamed sources about Lisa's future, and I said, oh, maybe she could. I'd like to point out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, what I like about Meekin and, and what I'll say about myself is we put our name on everything. Um, the I said, oh, maybe she'll do an interview, could get an interview series on the ABC. They followed this up with Peter, and, and look, he, he, Peter Meekin is loyal to a fault, and, you know, he's saying all the right, he's saying some very lovely things about her. He obviously wants her to be able to work again. He likes her. But the, the fact is there is no chance of her working at 10 again. That interview series is not going to happen. They're just going to see out her contract. It is done and dusted. Uh, if there's one thing 10 takes personally, it's anyone's name being dragged into the media, even if it's a court case like that where you're trying to prove a point, they don't take to it kindly. She will never be forgiven by management at 10 over what has come out. Uh, you've got their legal counsel facing a possible, um, you know, facing a complaint, not a possible complaint, facing a complaint, which could have, I mean, that could have serious repercussions for her. And let me tell you, 10 didn't come out looking good from that, that yeah. you know, that, that court case. I'm, I'm going to tell you that right now. So why could Lisa not return, hypothetically, to nine or seven? Why? No one wants that. Right they, they, well, right, nine, nine week, she well, left. No, I mean, she, like, let's say 2025. No, no, let's well, be serious about this. She left yeah. on a really bad note at Channel 9 and did yeah, a two-fingered salute. Yeah, when she went it, to it 10. Was, she did, it was a uh, bit, you know, blah, blah, she blah. She did a two-fingered salute to Channel 9 and said, mm. and, and tried to. And same to 7, too. <clears throat> uh, well, you know, I think seven's a little bit different. But when she left the Today Show... Mate, she was working on Weekend Sunrise, supposedly about to get anointed, and all of a sudden she's on Today. Yeah, and, and she was involved in um, meetings that were looking into the future, like they were doing strategy meetings. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Oops. But my point being <clears throat> that when she left Nine and, and tried to make it about a pay parity issue, which it wasn't mm, because yeah. it, that was about star power and who was doing more yeah. for the network, she really irked a lot of people at Nine. She's not going back there. Seven have just, you know, halved their profits. Their profits have... Uh, reduced by 53%. There are cuts going on. No one wants a big um, name by like Lisa, who, let's be honest, has not got a track record of delivering ratings. Mm. Okay? It's not like you're going to put her on and you're going to get a million viewers on whatever project you do. Okay. That's not going to happen. She didn't draw the audience to the project. So that we don't drag this out, because we've talked a lot about Ms Wilkinson and her fate. Who I like, by the way. What? what, Yeah, Yeah, same. I'd love an invite to the Australia party. Peter, Lisa, thanks. Um, I'm all right, thanks. 
What? Oh, mate, I'm there to rub the shoulders. Hey, hang what, on, Mark. That would mean you're celebrating the Australia shoulders. Day. Oh, mate, I will celebrate the, the way that we as a nation can come together <laughs> from a party's point of view, but not around what it talks about. All right, moving on. The, moving on. Um, <laughs> what does Lisa do? It, after the settlement, after the dust settles, ultimately she is a journalist. What does Lisa do? Does she go down the Tracy Spicer path? Does she go down the Mia Friedman path? Does she just write books? Write books. That's it, you think? I think so. I, I, I think possibly uh, there'll be some Get print stuff. Get a job stuff, for daughter. But like she, she, she will come back. Daughter. She'll resurrect in kind of columns or something like that in the papers. Mm-hmm. That's where we'll first see Lisa Wilkinson. Next, I think we will see her uh, probably on a show on Foxtel or something. That's right. where you get a little budget. You speak to local people, but Lisa Wilkinson is back. They're the people who are going to touch. It's going to be a first. hell of a pay cut. Could I know that, but could. but they're the people who will do it first. It won't be any of the networks. It'll be Foxtel. Hmm. Nicole Motley says that she hears that Woolies is hiring. Um, the 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 oh, thing oh, that oh, just oh, stuck oh. out to me, right, with us hypothesising mm-hmm. about the sale of ten Paramount to whatever yeah. whoever it would land on. One would presume, as a part of that process the current leadership would be exited out. Not that I'm suggesting that Lisa moves into an executive role, but with a turnover of executives, is there then room for Lisa to go back to whatever 10 is done under new ownership? It it can happen. That can happen. It would depend Mm. on the leadership. Oh, sure. That's a very big, very big if there, Mulk. A very big if. All right. The deal is finally done. Nine has secured the rights to the Melbourne Cup starting this year. For nine, the deal is nowhere near the $100 million Channel 10 paid for its five-year deal, but there are some complications. Tabcorp originally did the deal with the Victorian Racing Club, but the anti-siphoning laws meant they also had to do a deal with a free-to-air network. Both seven and ten pulled out of the race this year. Last year, apologies. Reports at the uh, reports at the time suggested the issue had been the expectations from Tabcorp, with a focus of the betting to take prominence over fashion. Now, what the broadcast will actually look like under this negotiated deal remains to be seen, but the Melbourne Cup will also be seen on Tabcorp's Sky Racing channel and on the Tab app. Mulk, I cannot wait to see what compromises Nine have had to make. Now, they were in a box seat. They were the only bidder left going for these rights. Yes. Um, but we we did hear at the time there were reports that Tabcorp were trying to put a lot of broadcast... Um, Pressure. I don't know if restrictions is the right word, but basically saying uh, direction over what the coverage would look sure. like. Sure, yeah. And look, I, and I'm interested only for that fact. I don't care about horse racing. I don't care about gambling. I don't care about all of that sort of stuff. I don't care for the Melbourne Cup, frankly. Um, it, it is newsworthy because of, as you said, 7 and 10 both went, we're done. So 9 had mm. the great negotiating position of you have to tell us what's going on. Like we've got a – we're your only horse in the race, pardon me. Um, so <laughs> – Oh, God, don't do that. Um, I thought we had a sound effect then, but it was, it was yeah, real. Don't well done, encourage Bobby. it. Well done. Don't. That was a live sound effect, that was people. Don't, please. <laughs> oh, stop it, stop it, stop got, it. It's John Blackman. Anyway, oh, don't. <laughs> Mr. Summers, um, I, 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 just, I don't care enough. That's it. I'll leave it there. I don't care enough. Mm-hmm. It's a nice well, thing to have, Bravo though. Well, Seven has still got their horse racing up against the Melbourne Cup. Um, you know, part of the deal was that um, uh, Vic Racing wanted Seven to get rid of the Sydney races. Seven said they're not mm-hmm. doing that. In fact, they've actually uh, outrated the Melbourne Cup. Um what were you going to say? I'm going to let you finish. I you do have, love, have your say. I do love So I'm, I promise I'm going to let you have yeah, your no, say no, any moment now. Yep, just yep, jump in, yep, mate. Just thanks, jump geez, in. Thanks, mate. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, mate. Appreciate that. What I love is that Melbourne-Sydney war, as many as as many times as people try to say it's not happening, it's still happening in different areas of society, and this is oh, one yeah. of them. Mm. Um, look, Nine doesn't have what Seven has, and that's Bruce. I mean, I've been a long-term fan of Bruce McAvaney. Bruce Italy, loves his horses. His sports racing. Yeah, sports racing, sports racing in Australia. Um, look, I think it's a nice feather in the cap for Nine's wide world of sports. And can I say on a side note, I love that still in 2024, some moron, you know, some person has not gone, oh, we need to update the brand or to have it Nine Sports. I love that it's still called Nine's wide world of sports. It absolutely. is absolutely brilliant. I adore absolutely. it. But you've got to imagine there Legacy must have been times so over important. the years. 
but, but often brand people or market people come and go, well, actually, we need to update it. I love that. And there would have been times, you know, mm. at Willoughby at least, you know, over the years. Someone will have had to fight for it, right? Yeah, yeah. and what ninth wide world of sports. It's a great feather in the cap. You know, they've got the Melbourne Cup. That's yeah. what you're also paying for. It's it's the home of the Melbourne Cup. Then you say the home of the state of origin, the home of the rugby league, you know, that kind of thing. I, I think it's a good a good get for nine. But, Rob, you're right. It'd be interesting to find out exactly how far the balls had to bend over to get the horses. Ooh. Balls and Indeed. horses and things. <laughs> Indeed. All right. Coming up, just what is Hubble and will it change the way you watch TV? What does the team make of the new Dancing with the Stars cast? And we'll find out what everyone's been watching on the TV Binge Box. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's a big launch happening tomorrow night that Malk and I will be going to for Foxtel's new initiative, Hubble. But I have no idea what it is. Malk, it's, it's a telescope. It's and a do telescope, I want for it? Christ's sake. <laughs> I had to make a joke. Sorry. I had, it was there. It's been there all day. Robo, right. it's a telescope. It's totally yeah, fine. Guys. I made a similar joke when Foxtel announced the name of this product at their upfronts last year, and they said, we'll give you more details about it later in 2024. And I went, oh, yeah. There's, there's yeah. a joke about a big distant telescope far out in space, isn't there? Um, Hubble, friends, what we do know is that it is ostensibly a set-top box, like an Apple TV, that connects mm. up to your television, particularly your maybe not smart, your dumb television, and makes it a smart TV. You sign into all of the apps. All of the people have said there'll be their Prime Video stand, Netflix, Binge, and KO, of course. Yes, Rob? I've got a quick question. Does that mean it's like a, a fetch box or an IQ box, that it's something that you attach to your TV? It, well, yes with a no. It is more like an Apple TV where you access the apps and watch the things because of it or through it. There is, it's unlike fetch and unlike IQ. One, there is no antenna port in it. And two, um, any free-to-wear television that you access is all via catch-up. So via Plus 7 and your SBS On Demand and your 9 Now and those sorts of things. So it is an entire... So how is that different to a Fire Stick or a Google thingy, Amanda... Uh, Amanda, Amanda, Mans asks. Yes. Now, that, that is a great question. Uh, it is different to them because it is bigger. It is like the footprint of an Apple TV, but does exactly these things. But there's... And I'm I'm speaking... In, in hearsay, because we won't get the full detail tomorrow night, but these are sort of bits of stuff that we know around it that's come out. Along okay. with having all of the apps on it, it also provides the opportunity for people to have centralised billing. So like your Optus, whatever that sub hub is. Oh. So I can have a Hubble and have my Netflix and my stand and my binge all paid for through the – I get one bill and they all just happen all through that. From thing. the telescope. The telescope. From the telescope. That that's right, Robbo. Um, that's really cool. The other benefit – that. That's really awesome. The other benefit is the search bil- the ability, and this was big that Patrick Delaney talked about two upfronts ago and absolutely rammed home at last year's upfronts, the reintegration of content. So Foxtel... Doesn't Amazon Prime Video already do this? Um, n- you could argue that it does. I haven't seen that it does it as well, but let's see how it goes. What Hubble is offering, along with those other things, is that they're also going to be able to say, if I want to look for, as an example, um, movies or TV shows with Matt Damon. And it will say, based on your subscriptions, here's the stuff that you can watch. Or I want to watch, uh, where can I see an episode of Fargo? And it will say, great, here you go, SBS On Demand or Stan or wherever it's it's hiding away. Mm-hmm. Great. And if I've got those subscriptions, here I go, bing, bing, bang. Um, there's no ability to record. There's no hard disk in it. As I said, there's no antenna port. Everything is internet stream, so it is dependent but you don't, on yeah. that. Um, you don't need that if you're streaming. Right. And, but, and it is meant to be that transparent. So you can just go click, and if I do want to watch, like, Channel 7 or Channel 9, I go into, like, 7 Plus or 9 now and watch the live stream in that regard, which is so incredibly important these days, particularly as we lean into VOS and we're getting those BVOD numbers come through to us, which 
nine is absolutely spanking everybody else on um, around the way that, because that builds into that total VOS number that we get, you know, yep. the total TV average number. Um, the other thing that they're doing, and, and we'll, I assume we'll see some of this tomorrow night, is not only Hubble, the little box that you plug in, great. They're also releasing a thing called Hubble Glass, which is a television with an integrated soundbar and Hubble built into it. So you don't have it hanging off the outside of it like you would your TV at home. It's a 55-inch or a 65-inch TV. We do not know who's making them or who made the screen, so we don't know the quality of them yet. I would expect they mm -hmm. would be 4K, but let's see, let them give us that detail. And the, the key hook, frankly, is you can buy it outright or I would expect you can, like your IQ, pay it off month to month. You can go, I want to have this service. Foxtel, gotcha. like they give me this, here's my television now. And I get to have that at home and a big new 65-inch thing. The target audience, frankly, is people older than us in that regard. Um, so That's the target I, audience. I would think. Again, they're going to argue that it's broader than that and it's different and, and you know, it'll uh, uh, all things to all people. I think anybody my age and younger, if they want to buy a television, are going to go down to JB Hi-Fi or the good guys or whoever, Kogan, Aldi, and buy a screen. My advice Ooh. is go and buy the best screen you can afford. Don't be a smart TV, the best screen you can afford, and then get your device that you plug into it, whether it is a Hubble or a something else. Because the smarts living outside your TV means that you can pour money into having the best blacks, the best everything, or, you know, with a soundbar and those sorts of things, which is why Hubble Glass, having the integrated soundbar is actually really smart because it gives you that, you know, surround sound, better sound vibe for the content that's being streamed down to you via that device. Now, the details on that, I could have made shit up. I don't frankly know entirely until we get to the event that's exactly That's it. Tell you like what, making shit well, up. Well, there, there is one question I have, and and presumably you won't be able to answer that. Um, the integration with Amazon Prime with the other streaming services yes. is a great idea. The problem is, if you already have subscriptions, it's of no use to you because it won't let you log into your existing oh, subscriptions. It wants know. you to buy a new one. I, I would say oh, that that would be no. a yeah. massive shot in the foot if they don't let you sign in with your existing subs. My expectation... Well, Amazon Prime Video does No, no, not. I know it doesn't. Amazon you can only sign into not. the subs if you buy them through Prime Video. I totally understand that's how Prime Video works. Mm. We don't yes. know for Hubble. I'm going to say to you, if they follow the Prime Video model, they've done the cat. They've blown yeah, it. Yeah, if, if, mm. I acknowledge that they want to draw you into their centralised billing mechanism so that you do sign up for them. And maybe it's a case of, well, I've got a stand sub, but here I haven't got a Netflix sub. Can I sign up through you? Like I would hope that mm. they can manage that mm. or even assume, not control, but assume billing of your stand sub. If you go, here's my stand information, they might go, hey, do you want us to centralise that billing for you? I don't know. Right. These, these are yeah. the detail bits we do not know. Yeah, well, tomorrow night, Mulk and I will be at the launch. And, Robbie, don't get jealous, but Mulk's going to come and stay at my hotel in, the, oh, in Sydney. Well, we've all had that. So uh, with all the equipment honor. here, we might be able to pop out a podcast. Oh, oh well, I'm ready when you are. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what, we'll see what happens. All right. We might even do a video Seven one, Rob. has... Fair. Well, we'll see what happens. Yes, yeah, Seven has been taking up, uh, talking up its cast for the 2024 season of Dancing with the Stars, and now the lineup has been officially released. Ant Middleton from SAS Australia will join former AFL star Ben Cousins as they compete on the dance floor. Now, as you know, Cousins has already been announced, but now we know Gold Logie winner Lisa McCune, Julie Goodwin, Nova Paris, and Samantha Jade will also be vying out for the Glitterball Trophy. Robbo, I've got to say, I actually think this looks like a good cast. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm not being a bitch here, but this is the first time where I've w waited for one of these articles to come out and I've gone to the photo and I like to scan it first before I read it. And I normally don't know who the hell is on mm. there. We've got stupid influencers. We've got the ex-wife, ex-boyfriend, ex-girlfriend, cousin's mother of some AFL player. I don't care. This was the first time where I, like, I zoomed in and I was able to scroll across and go, I know a lot of these people. These are yeah. stars. This is a great cast. 
I'm super excited about this. Really good people. Uh, and obviously we had to have some bloody wag or influencer in there at the end, but who cares? Um, I, I think it's great. There are lots of people that a large demographic can get behind, and that's the point of this show. Yeah. Find mm, someone you love, find someone uh, you remember, and get behind it. I've got, Malk, uh, I've got two problems. Yeah, Malk, uh, well, we were talking before this live stream, and I don't want to spoiler alert, hashtag spoilers, hashtag no spoilers. Um, hashtag team Malk. So, <laughs> um, Malky, you weren't so taken. Look, no, I wasn't. And before we get into that, I just need to ask, this is a great question from Clint. Why wasn't Robbo asked to be on Dancing with the Stars? Look, all right. I, I heard him say anything. And he said no. Yes. I couldn't afford it. Yes. I, look, I was going to talk about this later. There is a front page of the of the Woman's Day. Um, I, I Look, it's not going to fit in with my brand at the moment. I, I can't <laughs> yeah, do the two-step. I can't do the foxtrot. Um, I can do the nutbush, and they wouldn't let me do the nutbush. So that's the no. Said, no. And, and fair but I would say yes if they asked again, though. Channel 7, are you listening? Um, the, yeah. Look, the two problems that I have with it, and and I, first of all, it's not a Channel 7 production. It's for Channel 7 by BBC Studios Australia. They did a great job last year. They'll do a great job again this year. Well done to that team. I know that's that's the truth. Only seven episodes. That's all it is. Remember when Dancing with the Stars used to go for fucking weeks? Thank God yes. it's not. Yeah. Seven episodes. Like, bingo, bango, it's done. <clears throat> I think that's reflective of the audience both going, we're not that engaged in the star's journeys anymore. And part of that is because I look at the cast and go, no, there's maybe two or three that I care about, and that's it. And I think nearly 50% of the cast is Channel 7 nepotism casting. It's like, oh, God. Does that matter? Yeah, I think it does. They're stars. Literally, TV stars are usually the biggest stars on TV. And there is a very good question from Luke Smith. He says, why Ant Middleton... Did he sign a three-year million-dollar de- mm. deal for million-dollar? Well, we know Ireland. why Ant Middleton Look, um, then, don't we? Because he's not getting those yeah, other two I, seasons of bloody billion-dollar fuck off. Yeah, I think he's got to work off the money. Quite frankly, I think mm. you're right, Luke. You've you've nailed that one. Um, but breaking I, I news, mock, I think this is a good cast. Christina, hashtag Team Mock for life. Let's move on. Yes, Come on, you know, isn't this though the seven episodes? Down. Isn't this? <laughs> Isn't this the what I like to call the Warburton effect? When you know, when a couple of years Ooh. ago he did the upfronts and he said, "We're cutting down everything. We're not having the voice go for as long. We're not giving Australian, yes. uh, Australian older going as long." This is another offshoot of that. I think it's a great idea because, it, look, essentially attention spans are also shrinking. This is a great way to package it up and go. Here's a punch for advertisers. Here's a punch for the for the audience, and here's a punch for the network. We've got seven great shows. Really good celebrities. Let's see some good dancing. Yeah. We'll have some fun, have some laughs, have some sequence. That's what it's all about. Quick and quick and easy. And your mate, Dr. Chris Brown, who I ran into at a Channel 7 event in Brisbane a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, he was getting a lot of laughs in the room. No, oh, come quite on. the opposite, Robbo. Oh. He was getting some great laughs in the room. Uh, the media were lapping him up. It was good TV. Uh, it wasn't on TV. It was a good event. <laughs> it was no. a good launch event. Hold on. Hold wow. on. Hold on. Wow. Brownie knows yeah. I love him. Brownie knows I love him. Brownie, come on. Up here. High does five. He? Fist pump. Yeah. Well, yeah. now he does. And, and declaration, <laughs> I do freelance for Channel 7, uh, but I also freelance for the Nine Network through Nine Radio. So, oh. yeah. It takes 10 and seconds. I run a TV website. It takes 10 seconds for Rob to get his plugs in. That's all it is. It's not plugs. It's disclaimers. Sorry. Have you heard for cash for comment? Right? Alan Jones got done over on Media Watch, although Media Watch, if you want to do me over, oh, come on, baby. Um, all right. What? It's time for this. It's time to open the TV binge box. Yeah, I'm going to do that live every week. Uh, I that's I'd what I, yeah, I thought we were going to do that in post. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, we'll have a we'll have a meeting. And maybe time. I'll learn to do reverb. Yeah. Anyway, no, if you would do that. I'd be very excited. That would be amazing. Okay, I'm on you board would if you, be. Yeah, you? If you could yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'll get you on board if I could do that. Cheapest. Um. All right. I, I, uh, there's been a lot of awards this week and I'm going to throw two together. People's Choice Awards and BAFTAs showed how award ceremonies can be done. The People's Choice Awards was done in an hour and a half. Mm. It was all done. It was like, bam, oh, bam, it had bam, to. you get an award, you get an award. It was almost on its Why? last legs. It had to be good. It had to be quick because it's just dragged it on a... for hours before. Well, the stars looked like they were having a great time that were there. It was a good event. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. David Tennant hosted the BAFTA Awards, although yes. there's controversy because they did not um, put uh, Matthew Perry in the In Memoriam segment. Um, 
Well, he was in films. Was he English? Uh, but they're going to... Uh, but no, you can't say that because the BAFTAs include all the American films and have American actors as part yeah, of they're it. not responsible for the American No, 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 you can't, you can't make that declaration. Um, but David Tennant, do you, know, do you know what was interesting about David Tennant? What was interesting um, about David Tennant, Rob? He's not a comedian, but his hosting was really fun and just had fun with the room, did a little skit, uh, a, a prepackaged skit in the opener, and it wasn't nasty comedy. You know, and I'm a big fan of Ricky Gervais and what he did at the Golden Globes. But but a lot like Trevor Noah, you thing. mean, at the Grammys not that long ago where we yeah. said it was amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Uh, um, but but this wave of niceness is coming out and it, it works. I think if you're going to do the mean comedy, I think it has to be a certain type of comedian, not just for um, trying to get... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And and there's something I think everybody needs to watch, especially if you love Michael J. Fox, who got up out of his wheelchair at the BAFTAs. It's called Still a Michael J. Fox Film, and it's on Apple TV Plus, Mm -hmm. and it's just brilliant, great. It's his story. Um, There's some passages read out from his book, but the interviews are heartwarming. He's very open about the shakes and, 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 and how his life deteriorated with the Parkinson's. It is a, um, a, a a great documentary, and I remember I said to my wife as we were watching it, I said, you know, um, the people in, in the Parkinson's organisations were actually happy when he got it. Mm. And she said, what do you mean? And I said, because at that point they said we will get worldwide exposure for our cause because he has it. And and you just think, isn't it isn't it weird that people are ho- you know happy that someone got it? Well, the fact is people get Parkinson's, but they knew uh, someone of his calibre getting it would actually help the cause. That isn't in the documentary. It's just a side. He could have retreated billions though. of he dollars, have... though. Yes, he so has, Robert, thing, you're right. Tenet said at the back Correct. of billions of dollars, and that's billions yeah, he has. that possibly that cause would not have got. It probably wouldn't have got, Correct. as you were saying, Rob. Um, that's so that right. was a nice touch that they had in the intro of the BAFTAs, which I thought was good. Yeah. Robbo, what have you been watching? Okay, so I'm back on Chicago Med. Okay, so I was on this a little while oh, ago. It is, it is schmaltzy. It is. There are some it, good actors, some bad actors. Um, and, bad but actors. I love these medical kind of twists and turns. And you think she's pregnant, but she's not. She's just making it up. Or you think that he doesn't have a disease of his brain, but he does. It is absolutely fantastic. It is trash TV. Uh, I think I said this, but you know, last year I get dehydrated when I watch it every time because it's either it's really happy tears or it's really sad tears, and I'm just sitting there in my lounge room just crying my little heart out. I love it. Uh, the other thing is Total Control. I mean, don't even talk oh, about it, Robo. I am in mourning. So I, a lot of people who love television will get what I'm saying. You you go into mourning when a show ends, and I'm now mourning those characters because I won't see them again. Um, yeah. It was just a bloody powerhouse. Deborah Mailman, Rachel Griffiths, uh, a brilliant show, three seasons. You must watch it. It's, an, it's on iView. I'm, I'm getting goosies yep. just talking about it. And I'm, I'm a very masculine man, as everyone knows, but I'm, it really <laughs> moved me in a, in a very special way. Uh, they're my two I think so- I actually saw a bicep when you did that. It's the green screen. I got my green oh, no, screen. No, I didn't. Uh, no, no. <laughs> it was a crease in your chair. I got, I got, <laughs> I got the green Jesus. screen from BTQ's um, uh, back cupboard, BTQ Channel 7 there. You can see the little green outline, but that's fun anyway. Let's see Is there it. anything you haven't stolen from a TV network? No. Um, no, no, I don't start. I haven't. I've sold it. Okay, I'll t- okay, I'll tell you what it is. I think Robbo's camera I... is technically from Channel 10 Mount Cutha. No, 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 no. <laughs> the only thing that I took was a little bit of stationery. And Mike Cubes. I, I take a uh, Mike Cube for And the show. $5 quiz jacket. Well, actually, if we just go over here to wardrobe. Um, oh, I don't, hang on. Look, this is, I really this is getting, out of, I have, getting out of control. I have. Getting out of control. It's nice for people on the video cast, but those listening oh, through yeah, the traditional well. method, which I'm sure we've got about three people watching the video cast and more people will be watching, listening to the audio feed. Um Malk, what have you been watching? Look, I'm, I'm glad you asked, Rob, and I'm going to do my absolute best to keep it tight and concise because I've been in a keep bit of... Keep it tight for McKnight, please. Uh, purple patch when it comes to television. So there will be some some a list of up Malks. And just quietly, I've really been enjoying that as soon as you launched into the TV binge box, uh, Rob, 
all of the comments have started to turn to uh, people talking about I'm watching this or I'm loving this or they're supporting us. Or they're- and Monk's putting those up on the screen as well. So, um, it's it, no, please keep them coming because I'm looking at them and looking for recommendations as well. And, look, Luke is saying he loves Monk's yeah, recommendations, look, but we're getting a lot of that. He's very right. Um, he's right to say that. Well done, Luke. Thanks very much. Um, but there are also people up mulking and down mulking things in the comments. And and what a yes. brand, friends. It's just, we've we got love stuff that. To, to add to it. And You can thank Robbo for that brand, mate. He came up with that, didn't he? I did indeed. He up really did. Well done. That was me. Okay. I nice little note from Tim Burrows who's watching along. Either the TV black box special effects budget is impressive or Mulk is looking particularly svelte. You're I'll looking see you tomorrow very night, handsome, Thanks mulking. very much. Uh, Robo, I noticed he didn't say anything about us, but no, okay. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, no, it should be, quite frankly. Right. No more invitations. It's time for me to go really hard, really quick. Um, uh, not one of my shows. I'm with you, Robo. Total Control, amazing, phenomenal, amazing. Just the last 10 minutes, I could not blink. It was so freaking good. Um, the two things that I'm going to talk about as a part of my TV binge box, one is a new Apple TV series, Apple TV Plus series called Constellation that started this week. It stars Numi Rapace, and I'm sorry if I've said her name wrong. Uh, her, she was in um, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Uh, and Jonathan Banks, who was uh, in both Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad and a bunch of other stuff. Um, Banks is a NASA researcher who had an experiment on the ISS, International Space Station, where Numi's character um, was an astronaut. A tragedy happens and Numi returns to Earth and, and Jonathan Banks's character is obsessing, I need this, I need this uh, experiment back, I need all of the data from it. And ever since Numi's character returned back, things are just not quite right about like her reality. So it's this weird mix of a thriller and a science fiction thing and like multiverse truth and it's guys lean into it constellation is excellent science fiction yes rob sorry mug i just want to throw this in because matthew braun has said has anyone seen the cleaner on Britbox? it's a couple of years old but i loved it i have mentioned the cleaner oh, in my yes, binge I'm... boxes in the past it's a great series greg davies, greg davies yeah. fantastic thank you but please keep your things coming in yeah uh that was a, a momentary lapse from Mulk, uh, a little bit of a break. Mulk, continue, please. <laughs> Thanks, Rob. We could almost do a whole binge box where we just get people to dump in theirs in the comments. We don't talk. Let's just share everything that well, they're Well, I, I just didn't want to miss it, that's yeah. all, because the, there's so many comments coming on the screen, it's going down. But I, I just wanted to mention that one. So I know the flow isn't great. I should have done it after, but I feared missing the it. The comments are racing through, and, and look, they're super valuable. If you miss what we have to say, you're looking for something else, do check the Facebook and YouTube comments for some other great shows that we just don't have the time to mention right now. Starting next week on Disney Plus is an eight-part limited series based on the James Clavell novel, Shogun. And it is fucking amazing. I have just devoured the previews for this. It is the book come to life. So feudal Japan from like the 1600s, uh, an Englishman uh, and his crew effectively get shipwrecked in Japan and the Portuguese beat them, so they've already got hooks into that culture. The English are like treated like barbarians. How does this Englishman survive? It's not a direct lift of the book, but a very excellent adaptation of the book. If you've read it or seen the, the precursor series from the 80s, I think it was, um, this is dripping with incredible production values. It looks phenomenal. I think it's an FX production in the States. It's called Shogun, and it is brilliant. Uh, it kicks off next week, as in coming week on Disney+. Plus. Uh, I think it's a double episode premiere and then weekly from then on. So you'll definitely want to get your hooks into Shogun. As far as stuff that you might want to listen to as far as upmolks and downmolks and those sorts of things, huge upmolks to The Wallabies, a three-part uh, doco series about The Wallabies' um, shameful World Cup tilt last year oh. and Eddie Jones as the coach. That's on Stan, made by Carl Stefanovic's production company. Promos look really good for that. It's really great. It's re- I, like I'm. It was. It's really great. Uh, huge upmog for that. An upmog for the Matchmakers, a three-part limited series on SBS. It is about a group individuals who are matchmakers in their culture in Australia. People that help people in their various um, faith communities or cultural communities lean into what is one of the you know, older professions of the time, where people legitimately set up 
people to get married, whether it's because of class or caste or desire or need or faith or whatever it is, it's really great. And Aussie production, it sounds uh, and looks incredible. That's the matchmakers. Huge upmog there. And I also want to recommend to you a new um, documentary series. I think it's a CNN series that's just started on SBS called The 2010s. Like it's about events that happened in the 2010s, like less than 10 years ago in some cases. A drama or a doco? It's a doco. Each episode is about a different event and it's a ripper. Like, it's so good. Okay. Um, it's airing Monday nights and, of course, on SBS On Demand. You can catch up on it there. The 2010s. Upmolk, just get into it, friends. Beautiful. Um, I, I want to make one last comment about the catch-up services. I, I have complained about Married at First Sight not keeping up with where I am on Nine now. It seems to have gotten a little bit better. But I was at the airport last night and... Oh, we've all got things going on, mate. Yeah, Sorry, I'm getting to So I'm I'm on the Qantas Wi-Fi, and I can watch my stands. I can watch my Netflixes without any trouble. But the moment I try to watch an Australian free-to-air um, mm -hmm. catch-up service, they start getting clunky. And look, I know it's not my home broadband or uh, NBN or anything like that. So I get that. But the fact is, the Netflixes, the stands, can all stream properly when I go to their services. Mm -hmm. The Australian networks have to have to do something to fix up. If, if this is the future, if this is where we're heading, you need to fix it. All right, one last piece of business before we wind this uh, live stream up. Uh, Speaker Network has said, hey, Rob, I Jeez. normally catch the podcast at about 11 p.m., so will there be a replay available of the stream? Um, Mulk, I believe the stream will actually just automatically, once we turn it off, YouTube and Facebook will process them and then just post those videos, won't they? Yeah, that's correct. So the, the videos will still exist on the Facebook page and on um, YouTube and we'll probably embed the YouTube into the post for the Facebook page when we, like in the post when we, we lob the podcast out tomorrow. But of course, it will also exist in its audio only form, won't it, Rob? It certainly will that be as I uh, turn it around. Like it. It, it was. Well, I was just thinking it's 8.50. I have to get to the 2GB studios. That is a oh. plug because I'll be on nights with go. John Stanley. I go. always do the 10 p.m. Plug hour every Tuesday night. So if I don't turn around the podcast before then, it'll be first thing in the morning. Um, thank you. Shame. All the love from oh, yes. people who wonderful. used to watch the Ben Robert yes. Robbo show. Yeah, wonderful. Thank um, you. Someone, uh, there's been a couple of people saying... Well, we need to go back to a caravan park in torrential rain and do this uh, video cast. That's what happened on the Ben Robin Robert oh. show. Look, it's been great. I hope you like us doing the video cast. I hope it still works as an audio cast. Give me the feedback. Most of the people in the, in the industry have my direct contact details or phone number. Send me a text or just contact me, contact me, Rob, at tvblackbox.com. It's that simple. Robbo and Malt, thank you so much. You. Uh, this is fun. I really like doing it this way, so let's continue it. And don't forget, for all the inside goss on the TV industry, go where people in the news, people in the TV industry get their news. Why? It's TV Blackbox, of course. <laughs>